0: Okay. Any any big news you can't talk about in the show? I did I talk booked, to Adam uh, Burns
1: I, over the weekend, huh? I booked a cruise today.
0: <gasps>
1: and who's going on this cruise with you? Apparently the cast of Pot is my co-pilot and their spouses. Oh, really? Did you guys know this was going to happen? Or are you guys all accidentally uh, booked? We, we They announced the uh, winter and spring 2019 dates for Disney Cruise. Mm-hmm. And I know that if you book it the first day, it tends to be cheaper. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's supply and demand. And because I am platinum. We can talk about this on the show if you want. I mean, that's unless you have something else you want to talk about. Um, as platinum, you get first dibs. Like, technically, it doesn't open to the general public until Thursday. But platinum can platinum uh, members can look today. Gold members tomorrow. Silver members on Wednesday. And then everybody can do it on Thursday. And we really wanted to go to a Star Wars Day at Sea. So, um, That's why I wanted to make sure we did that. So I booked one first thing this morning and then sent text messages to everybody saying this is our this is our confirmation number. If you want to connect uh, reservations and we'll, you know, anybody who wants to go and I talked about going, but I know has talked about going too because the Star Wars person. So, well, we're all planning on going in February of 2019. (laughs)
0: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 6, Episode 12, titled Sissy That Walk. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by one... Sickening, literally sickening, co-host,
1: <laughs> <laughs> please tell me you're keeping all that in, <laughs> from the
0: podcast pod is my co-pilot, please say,
2: not today Satan, not today,
0: yes, to Taylor the Latte Boy, hello Taylor, oh,
1: hello, one, second,
0: one second into you talking about it, I was like, oh, this is going to the beginning of the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay but i said real names of people i know so yeah to- yeah, i know okay. I, when you
0: said that i'm like fuck him i gotta peep all those names out hmm so um how are you taylor i'm doing well i'm doing very well we're coming we're coming close to the end we are coming we have one more week to go can you I, this the
1: next week you're
0: gonna be waiting on pins and needles to record the i know episode.
1: i don't know how i am going to buy the time Waiting to record the next episode after we finish this one a week from now. Yeah. You have to wait a whole week thinking, ah, the reunion, I wonder who wins. I know, I know. I just I just can't wait to see Magnolia Crawford with that crown on her head when there's the <laughs> when there's the shock surprise wild card entry at the end.
0: Oh, I think you're talking about Magnoslia. <laughs> that fantastic joke. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Taylor, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about how on your very own podcast, you uh, talked about how you wanted to have your co-host. I actually don't know why. I guess we'll find out this week on your show. You wanted them to take a Myers-Briggs test, correct? Yes. Yes. And so, you know, I took one years ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe 15 years ago.
1: Uh,
0: maybe 20 years ago, now that I think about it. And... Uh, And I vaguely remembered the results, but I go, you know, I want
1: to try it again. Okay, do you want to explain briefly what a Myers-Briggs test is? It's a personality test and it is often used in business. Um, It is often used to help as far as job searches. And it's a series of tests, a series of words um, where you take two words and you pick the one that you most respond to. There's other variations on that. And the website that I sent you was definitely a variation on that. And then you receive your code, for lack of a better word, your Myers-Briggs personality code, and it's four letters, and there are 16 possible options. And each of those series of letters, depending on what you get, states what kind of personality you have and what jobs you'd be good for, what you look for in a relationship. And from everything that I've ever seen, from the ones that I've done and other people who have done them, they can be very – if done correctly, they can be very, very accurate. I'm going to tell
0: you something, Taylor. So then I, everyone should know, I bugged Taylor to get to send me the link to this website. Mm-hmm. And like Friday night, I did it. Taylor, I'm going to tell you something. And, and now that we're talking about it afterwards, I'll send it to you. It is fucking creepy how on the nose it is. And I'm not even talking about like fortune cookie, uh, fortune teller type uh, uh, vague bullshit. I'm Mm -hmm. talking on the nose. And I think I remember, I I think I got something very similar 20 years ago. And I remember at the time, it didn't mean much to me. I hadn't lived enough. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? But Mm -hmm. now that um, I'm, I'm, you know, in my 40s, reading it and just pinpointing, like, holy shit, this is so fucking accurate. And even you know enough about me to know, like, oh shit. It like nailed Joe hands right on the nose. Is that is that a phrase people
1: use? I think so. Back yeah. in the nineteen thirties, but yeah, yeah. So, what was your code? Are you going to share that with? I will person? share it with you. Okay, uh,
0: I, I believe I know what it's called, but the code I think I believe is INFJ. It's the uh, at.
3: Ad- I'm
1: INFJ. It? Are you really? Yes, I, the advocate. Yes, I'm the advocate. Oh my God! We're twinsies.
0: Hi, Hi. twin. My twin. We're twinsies. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Yeah. Uh, and oh my God, there was shit in there that I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I mean, I mean, like for instance, I mean, I don't want to turn turn into therapy session, Joe, but I was reading more and more and more about it. But like for instance, about how y- you're you're not really suited for like a regular job, right? right? I don't have a regular job. I'm doing five things constantly at once. And I'm starting a non-profit to help poor kids. You Mm -hmm. know, because you always want to help people in the world. You're a therapist. But one, you know, there were even things that related to my personal relationship about how uh, you always feel you're putting everything into a relationship or you, you know you you often do and then you feel you don't get anything back and that's how I felt with Cameron and then like literally I had major stomach issues when I was dating Cameron I was reading about how that can happen with advocates because of, of how they deal in relationships and it manifests itself physically I mean everything it was on the money it was creepy. Yeah, it was creepy, and they sell a book through this website. They I don't know if it's targeted
1: towards each personality. It's forty dollars. It is. There's I think there's one for each for yeah. each personality.
0: I'm thinking about buying it. It was so I'm like, well, because I've read other. I've been obsessed with that. I watched videos about the advocate, and it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy,
1: Taylor. So what? So what are your thoughts on, on us being both advocates? I I think given what I know about you, you have you have public Joe persona and you have the joe that i know off off the air and i definitely see bo- both sides of that i definitely see that you are because because while we kind of have this outward personality because the first letter i is for introvert versus extrovert and just because a person is an introvert doesn't mean that it's where they hide away you know we tend to be where we kind of wear set. Ourse- we can be where we appear extroverted but we are actually b- both very introverted and we are very much of the we like time to ourselves in order to regenerate we kind of you know need need, need that quality alone time mm-hmm. and i think that's something you and i both share so well, we're both of- definitely very feelings oriented yeah. So for the F versus thinking, not that we both aren't smart, but mm-hmm. we tend to we tend to wear our feelings on our sleeves. Yeah. You know. Worst poker that, face ever. Yeah. No. No. Worst poker face. Which is why. Which is why it's it's great to be a therapist and have somebody tell you something shocking and you go, oh, oh, you make a face yeah. <laughs> like, oh, could they actually see my face when I did that? But yeah, that that doesn't surprise me at all.
0: Hmm. The only thing I'm disappointed is supposedly the rarest one, less than one
1: percent. <sighs> Which I kind of call bullshit on that because, spoiler alert, Taffy is an INFJ too. No, she's not. That's not true. Who's an INFJ? Uh, Babalu, <laughs> my other spouse, Babalu. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Babalu is an INFJ. Really? Yeah. So, so the fact that three of us that that says something. Hmm. Yeah that 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 the, when it said it was the it was the most rare i kind of thought that doesn't seem right yeah. but for anybody who wants to take this test it's 16personalities.com is where i got the information and it's it's the number 16 by the way yeah 16personalities.com
0: yeah now a- a- is anything else going on oh by the way everyone should know i have n- taylor tries to play this i have not heard from taylor the entire Since we recorded last, I did call him with a very quick question the other day. And, uh, and by the way, I, I asked you about a song. I said, oh, what's your favorite duet from the 80s? Right. And you just was like, oh, this. And i was like, okay, bye. And you never asked, why are you asking? You okay. Never-
1: okay. 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 First of all, I'm getting ready to play Animal Crossing on my Nintendo what? DS. Mm-hmm. which is the first time I've sat down all day. Yeah. And then the phone rings and mm-hmm. it's your it's your ringtone. Sure. What's my ringtone? Your ringtone is Okay, people that live from lived in Philadelphia, the ABC affiliate, their action news song is been around since the 70s and I mm-hmm. love it. It reminds me of being a kid in Philadelphia and I have that as your ringtone. Oh, interesting. So, so, but I, and if you want to late, oh, my phone's not in here, but I'll play it for you later. And it even has words that they don't really play as much anymore, but it's so 1973 up with people. Who else it's, has this ringtone? Nobody. You're the only <gasps> one who has that ringtone. Wow. Yes, you are the only wow. one who has that ringtone. Everybody everybody that calls me regularly has a ringtone, and yours, that is yours. Um, now, I think, so, look, so,
0: for anyone who wants to play Armchair Psychologist, I think you just, you've just literally, Taylor has accidentally, proven my point because he admitted he loves this song and <laughs> if it was someone he would want to talk to he would only hear like a fraction of a second of the song but since he lets it ring no it was in I my call, pocket
1: and i was sitting on the couch when it, he, anyway so he, he gets to, he I call, get, oh i
0: get to hear this song because i'm gonna yeah, let so the whole thing let play through ring. i let it run forever yeah. that's love. Yes, yes. that like.
1: you've cracked the code look at you mm-hmm thank so, you all right so i pick up the phone and sure. say, hello, I need a song from the 80s. Uh, I need a duet from the 80s. This is only going to take a second. Yeah. So I gave him the name of a song. Mm-hmm. And he went, okay, bye. Click. That was it. There was no time to ask how you were doing, what are you doing, why you need the song. Mm-hmm. As you have talked about on Catching Up, you have talked about the fact that people think you have some of the worst phone etiquette in mm-hmm. that you you get on the phone, you do what you do, and then you get off. Yeah. Sometimes when you're talking to certain people, you get off and then you hang up the phone.
0: Yeah, I get off, then I get off. Now, let me ask you this question: Do you think it's poor phone etiquette? I really don't. I, I, and because I, I think people think I'm being funny, it's it's something that I think the phone call is done. I don't think I'm hanging up on somebody.
1: I that is not what bothers me when you call me on the phone.
0: Oh wait, that, is, <laughs> that something bothers you.
2: <laughs> Fuck.
1: Okay. Uh, you have a habit when yeah. you call me on the phone when you get another phone call. Where I could be in the middle of a studio, you go, uh, hold on a minute. And then immediately switch over to the other call. <laughs> and then leave me sitting there where I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to sit here. And, you know, it's like the scene in the TV show where the camera, where like a, a third person comes in and they, they add another window. And then the one person is just kind of sitting there looking at their nails or thumbing through a magazine. Okay, like so that's what I feel.
0: Because maybe I just, I just didn't learn. Let, let's do, let's pretend you and I are talking on the phone. Okay. And then uh, you do it the way it's supposed to be done. We're going to do two versions. We're going to do one where it's the way I do it, and you're going to play me. You're going to be you, okay. but you're going to be you, but do it the way I would do it. Okay. And then we'll do that one first. Okay, here we go. First. Okay. I'll, and, I'll just tell, and I'll just be in the middle of the story. So, you know, it's one of these things where, like, I would never have thought this was a good fish taco place. Uh,
1: but... Hold on a minute. Okay, that's the way I do it.
0: Yes. And then I'm gone. Yes. Okay. Now, okay. Now, now let's do the way it's supposed to be done. Okay. But you would think, why would I know about a Jewish cemetery?
1: Like, I'm even... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was random. You have some fish tacos at Jewish cemetery. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Go why ahead.
0: would I know anything about a Jewish cemetery? But yet, here I was, just walking around a Jewish cemetery, knowing where all of the famous people were buried. Joe? Yes.
1: Joe. Yeah. Could you hold on just a second? I've been waiting for this phone call, and it's really important. I will come right back, okay? Okay. Okay, thank you. Hold all on right. just a second.
0: Okay, now let's do the goodbye part. Let's do. I'm going to talk, and then you you do the way I say goodbye. Okay. All right. So okay, well, uh, you know what? I better go start dinner because it's getting late.
1: Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> that is exactly. That is exactly how you do it.
0: Okay. Goodbye. Okay. All right. Then that's how it's supposed to be done. Um. Yeah. Well, I guess um, my boyfriend is waiting for me to start the next uh, episode of Stranger Things too. So I guess I better
1: call it a day here well that would be exciting if i had a boyfriend because i've got a husband (laughs) no i be me oh that'd be you okay so you're being you and then i am being you be pretending
0: to be you well no now we're doing now we're doing it you're being how it's supposed to be
1: can i be you how i would like for you to end a phone call. yeah yeah exactly yeah all right well okay but i guess i should get going Mm -hmm. um all right well thank you for thank you for talking to me and I'm so glad that you you are my co-host for RuPaul's Drag Race recap and I love you, Taylor, and I just am so glad you're in my life. Have a wonderful evening. Blech. <laughs> How about just a, okay, I'll t- I'll talk to you later. Bye. That's But people have told me that they appreciate it after a while. The the hanging up thing I don't mind as much now. Mhm it's not so much when you say, okay, goodbye. It's more the, I, I have completely fulfilled my need because you have gone down this mental list in your head of the things you need to talk about with me. And you kind of do this. Well, okay, I think we're done. So I'll just talk to you later. And I go, oh, okay. Okay, goodbye. This week, the queens hate
0: Courtney because she's perfect, she's beautiful, and she looks like Linda Evangelista. (coughs) Michelle does that thing when she awkwardly walks into the workroom. Jamal Sims choreographs the girls for RuPaul's music video. The girls also act in the scene with RuPaul for some reason and then are asked the same question every single which way. Why do you want to be America's drag superstar? The judges were impressed by Darian's performance in the music video, Acting Challenge, and Runaway, while the judges had less kind words for Courtney. So, in the end, RuPaul obviously asked Courtney to stay while she ordered Darian Lake to sashay away. Taylor, name two things you liked about this episode and one thing you did not.
1: I definitely loved Darian's scenes. Mm Darian's – both of Darian's scenes. There was enough camp, but emotion, but everything that went along that they were the most fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Um. That's, that's like, if it were going in order of reverse, that's the second thing I like the most. This, to me, was a perfect Adore Delano episode. This had everything in it that I love about Adore, and there were parts of Adore in this that I had totally forgotten that I absolutely became more enamored with her. As we talked about before, I didn't like she, – she is somebody that grew on me over the course of the season, and there are parts of this that just – you just – I get why people love a door as much as they do. So those are the two things that I liked. And I'm sure we'll talk about that at length at various parts. Um, The thing that I did not like, I almost want to save for later, if that's that's okay. That's
0: right. right. I'm okay with that.
1: What about you? Uh, Two things I
0: liked about this episode. Uh, I liked that it was the second to last episode. Um, you know, all of the ones who are remaining actually have some element that they are compelling television. I Courtney of the th- among the three is the least compelling, but they're all they're all really comfortable on television and that made them e- that made them interesting to watch despite the fact that there was nothing to do with them.
1: Does that make sense? It it is a blessing and a curse because they all are interesting in their own right like you're saying, but together it, it, there's there's not a lot of content here. There's not a lot of chemistry. There isn't. There isn't. Yeah.
0: Also, thought all I think I thought a lot of the outfits were on point. I think I like that.
1: But we'll get to that. We will definitely get to that.
0: Uh, in other words, I liked how RuPaul looked.
1: We will definitely get to that.
0: And then uh, I also liked that it was Santino's last episode. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is. Mm-hmm. That never occurred to me. You're absolutely right. And then what I didn't like, you know, I kind—I mean, I made a joke about it in here. But if you actually look at the episode, in theory, you would think Courtney should have been the
1: one to go home. And I guess we'll get more into that. That—that That is the one thing that I did not like. i I, I think Courtney should have gone home. I think yeah. it should have been. I think it should have been a door. But on this episode alone, if you take it from a, a this episode compared to other stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, I understand that Courtney was Courtney was never in the bottom two, right?
0: No, she was never in the bottom no.
1: two. So, and you know, you kind of got the, the the unofficial point system that we we go by. Then Darian makes sense, but it, watching the lip syncs too.
0: But then a door was in the bottom a bunch of times.
1: Right, but then you you also figured they loved just about everything about Adore, and uh, if if that was a lip-sync for your life where there was a winner, Adore clearly won that lip-sync. Watching the four of them, Adore was somebody that any time you watched her, you couldn't take your eyes off of her, especially when they would do those screens of where they had all four of them. She was the one that I was fixated on.
0: Uh, You better watch what you're saying.
1: Why? Oh, wait, during the lip-sync? Yeah. Oh, I have tea about the lip sync later.
0: Oh. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well. Well, from somebody who didn't have tea, watching it, it it was she was she was great to watch. You're,
0: you're gonna to want to pull that video up again. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, you know, I want to talk about something we should have talked about instead of talking about ourselves and our personalities and how we talk <laughs> on the phone. We need to t- we have not ever talked about anyone writing into us. Okay, that is true. We've never talked about it. We need to talk about this NAMI harder, because it's creepy. And everyone should know this. So Taylor and I are recording It's this. creepy,
1: not he's creepy. No, no, it's he's creepy. not creepy. He's, not he's creepy. a delight.
0: He's not creepy, but it is creepy that on an episode that as of this recording, you guys have not even heard yet. By the time you hear this, you'll have heard it, obviously. But on it, we made a joke about how... We said something and we said, "Oh, we're going to get some emails about this correcting us." And, and we both said at the same time, we almost you know did a jinx, and we said, "Nami harder," like at the same right. time, right? mm hmm But Bef- the episode hasn't aired, guys, we got an, a, a Twitter direct message from Nami Harder saying, "I, I don't know if you guys have recorded Glitterball yet, and that's on the Glitterball episode. Actually, let me get my phone and read the direct message. Okay. For some reason, I always thought he was from Australia. He is, isn't he? I mean, from, I always thought he was from New Zealand. and, and For some, some reason, he, I thought he was from, like, New Jersey. <laughs> no, he's from Australia, we found out. From Melbourne. Okay, here we go. This is from Nami Harder. Uh, this is, again, you guys, when we got this, you had not heard Glare Ball. I think we had just released Drag My Wedding. It was the day we released Drag My Wedding we get this message. Hi, I'm not sure. I'm doing an American accent. Sorry. Hi, I'm not sure if you have re- already recorded the glitter ball episode for season six Patreon. I wanted to give some information in defense of Courtney. In Australia, we don't have banshee girls, so Courtney would have known what what. Oh, Courtney would not have known what this was. What she had dressed as, we call a bogan. These are typically uncouth, lower-educated people that dress similar to Courtney in this episode. It would be common to hear the phrase "just popping down to the servo to buy some duries. Oi, Devo, where's my thongs? Which means I'm just heading down to the petrol station to buy, and I know, we need to translate his translation. <laughs> I'm just heading down to the petrol station to buy some cigarettes. Excuse me, David, do you know where my flip flops are? So we got, we called it, we predicted an email, but he even sent it before.
1: He's that good. He's that good. And we're that good because we figured out he was going to do it. We just didn't realize how well he was going to do it. That he he's so in tune with this podcast that he makes comments on it before they're even released. Yeah.
0: Now let me ask you this question: If you went down to Australia, would would you meet up with Nami Harder?
1: Absolutely. If I ever went to Australia, I would meet up with any of our of our listeners that are down there. Would you ever want to sleep with a listener?
0: Yeah. Assuming you <laughs> assuming assuming you were single.
1: Assuming you were assuming I was single. Okay. Do you not remember Adonis B?
0: Oh yeah, well I don't think Donis B listens to this Patreon. No, I so. think we
1: creeped to B out. No, 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 no,
0: no, no. He, no, he, he, he messaged us recently about something. Oh, uh, but like just like oh, hi, nice to hear you guys. I think when we release an episode about uh, one of the off season episodes. Okay, but uh, he still listens. But um, oh, trust me, uh B loves the attention. Are you friends with him on Facebook? <laughs> no. Um, uh, it's like a gay cruise ad every day, and I'm like, does, does he work? <laughs> Or he just like a, a go go boy on gay cruises. Anyway, yeah, I I go back and forth whether I would sleep with a fan. Now let me tell you this, I, I think we cut it out of a show, but I have had an encounter with a fan, right? A sexual encounter, we'll say. We'll keep it vague. Who? We've talked about this in the show and then I deleted it. I edited it out.
1: Talked about it on Drag Race? Yes. Say his name and then bleep it out. I don't know his name. <laughs> At a girl. <laughs> yeah. Tell me the story later, then, because I don't remember this. Was it during season seven you talked about it? No, it happened last season. Season nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll I'll remind you later. I'll remind you later. Okay. Okay. It's kind of coming back to me. But anyway.
0: I gotta fix this chair. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Uh, Anyway, Nami. I don't even know why I put Nami in the same sentence with sleeping with a fan, but... uh, (laughs) I think I would sleep with Nami. In that one little Twitter picture, he's very cute. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the right.
1: Mil- I'm gonna go down to Melbourne. Go down under. And go to Australia. Yeah. You're gonna throw your shrimp at his
0: <laughs> Barbie. How many ex- how many offensive stereotypical Australian things can you say? <sighs> You're
1: Come gonna on. jam it in his crocodile dundee. <laughs> You're going to make your dick Ayers rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make him, Brazil, a queen of your desert. Um, he's going to show you his Dame Edna. Is he Australian? He's Australian, Yeah, Dame Edna right? is Australian, yeah. Okay. I think the name of the... Barry Humphries, I believe, is the name. Barry of Humphreys, accent. Okay, I thought, I thought, I thought Barry Humphreys was Australian, but I'm not sure.
0: Um, have you ever seen Dame
1: Edna live? Yes, I have actually. I saw Dame Edna live and sat second row one time, and saw Dame Edna. I think it was her farewell tour. I wanted to go to the
0: farewell tour, and I did, but everyone told me it was like meh. I saw I, it was I saw it 15 years ago or something. And it was great.
1: Uh, I remember it was we had tickets through. Um, I went with my work wife through. Uh Taffy's mom has, like, like circle crown seats or whatever at Ruth Eckerd Hall mm-hmm. here in Clearwater. And she's, like well, – I mean, she has a really great seat. So we got these second-row seats. And they had things up all over the place that said no photography. And there were these two muscle-queeny guys that were sitting right up front with some ridiculous camera – and they kept taking pictures. And I will say this. She was really good at when she saw them starting to pick, take the picture. She was purposely doing things with her hands to where she would block her face so that they didn't have any good pictures of her. Mm-hmm. And then at one point she made a really – it was one of these where it was it was annoying because clearly there were people – there were signs up everywhere that said, please, no pictures, no pictures. Mm-hmm. And at one point she she got a big laugh at something and then looked down and said, please stop taking pictures of me. And in then the, the guy In the Dame Edna the voice camera or in around. a male voice? I sh- I think she said it in a male voice. She might have said it in a Dame Edna voice, but it was you could see that she was talking sternly at this muscle guy and saying, you know, knock it off. Mm-hmm. But I, I it was it was a fun show. I mean, it was fun. If I paid $150 a ticket, I probably would have not enjoyed it as much. But it was it, I'm glad I'm glad I went. I'm glad I got to experience something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on now. Now let's do it again, Taylor, with your,
0: with your. Do, uh, f- uh, f- oh, do my stuff. do my
1: thing? Yeah. Um, are you gonna? S- <sighs> you should know ah, you, you put me on the spot! Damn it. Um, you're gonna you're gonna lick his koala bear. <laughs> you're so Aboriginal. You're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna let him put you in your kangaroo pouch. Um. You're gonna, to you're gonna order an Outback special.
4: <laughs> uh, are you gonna eat at
1: my bloomin' onion? <laughs> gonna, gonna, are you gonna get yourself some Alice Springs chicken? <laughs> have to believe we are magic. We no way no way, and we we're really trying to kill <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but now, all right. The, you said to me yeah, when you called, clips. yeah. You you said to me, no, that's not what I'm going to talk about. I need a song. I need a duet from the '80s, mm-hmm. and the first song I picked was from that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I don't know that song, which actually hurt my heart a little bit because, oh God, I love this song so much. Oh Ladies' Choice at the Roller rink Lady's Choice. <laughs> I love the song. She books in. Oh, I want to slow dance at a middle school dance now. But not like in a Kevin Spacey way. Like in an actual, like be in middle school. What are your thoughts
0: on this Kevin Spacey thing?
1: Oh god, don't get me started on that. <laughs> I think it's gross. I think that I think it's gross on multiple levels. It's gross. Th- it's gross that he did it. Mm-hmm. It's gross that <laughs> that we're talking about it over such a beautiful song. I know. <laughs>
0: like when they record this song, <laughs> I go, God, I hope
1: in, th- in forty years someone talked about a pedophile over their song. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it's gross that he tried to deflect uh, by by coming out something that was, you know, in other news, water is wet, um, and. It's 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 just disgusting. It just, it just it bothers me that so many people. He gave people ammunition with the whole "gays are pedophiles" thing mm-hmm. by doing that, and it's it's just it's just really really gross. And something else. I mean, they've announced that we all we, we were talking about this in a group text earlier, and then when I came home, I saw that they canceled House of Cards. For next season is the last season. I don't think they canceled it because of that. Oh, well, if they did, you know, this decision now has affected hundreds of other people. Mm -hmm. In that cast and crew and all that kind of stuff. And I get that shows like that, they usually last five or six years and they go away. So they might have been thinking about wrapping it up. But now the option to continue that story in some way, at least with that character, is... Gone. Oh, but, so, th- th- but you've people. never
0: watched uh, the, the original British... I'm, 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 th- I'm imagining it'll end the way the British series ended.
1: Oh, is it based on a British series? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. If nothing else, the one positive thing about that is that maybe we'll get a Robin Wright movie from the character she played in Wonder Woman. Because she uh. was a badass character in Wonder Woman. I doubt that will happen, but... That's, that's, that's what we call a reframe. And that's what my way of, of coping with. just The whole thing is just, it's gross. I don't get why, though, and this is not in any way, shape, or form blaming the victim. Mm-hmm. Why a 14-year-old would be allowed to go to a party like that by themselves and allowed to hang out in a bedroom by themselves watching TV?
0: I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. And that
1: that doesn't make it right. That doesn't mean that he didn't have right to be there because he was part of the cast of this play they were all in. I get all of that, but there is still. I love that the song is still playing. Uh, That uh, there's something about that that is just very odd. But but the way that Kevin Spacey decided to deflect is it's 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 gross. It's it's just gross. The whole thing about it is just really really gross. More like gay at forward. Oh, is it your turn now?
0: <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So uh, let's move on. All right. <laughs> 33 minutes in. 33
1: minutes in. I haven't talked about a single thing about the episode.
0: After Ben's elimination, the girls marvel at Ben's long lipstick message, congratulate Adore for her win, and Courtney throws some shade at Bianca Del Rio.
5: If I am
0: brutally honest. Sure, be brutally honest.
5: I kind of was thinking that you would turn out something that we hadn't seen.
0: The next day, Michelle entered the workroom to announce this week's main challenge.
6: For your final challenge, you'll be starring in the music video Sissy That Walk. Yeah! <laughs> It's a timeless tale of an innocent girl who sells her soul to become sissy, international supermodel of the world. You'll learn sissyography with world-renowned choreographer Jamal Sims. You'll also be starring in two acting scenes where you'll be improvising with RuPaul. Oh, and I hope you're hungry. Because you're each invited to a little mother daughter lunch with Mama Rue. And in the end, one of you will be eliminated.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. All right, I got to get something off my chest. By the time I finish watching RuPaul's Drag Race two times, recording two different shows about it, and spending my entire week around rupaul's drag race the last thing i want to do is listen to other podcasts about rupaul's drag race but people are constantly saying do you listen to this podcast or that podcast and i'll be honest with you i don't because i barely have time to record the one that i do and i this this, this sits on me on my chest so i have to get it off my chest because i'm like is this hindering my growth as a creator? So I'm glad I told you guys this, so you guys can stop recommending shows or asking me if I listen to Race Chaser or Sibling Rivalry. We all carry around different stressors, by the way, big, small, serious, silly. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. Can you imagine if I went to therapy with this? And to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have benefited tremendously from therapy, tremendously. And it's a way for me to work out different problems that I've had. And I've shared those problems with you before. If you have stressors in your life, you need to talk them out. That's how you release the toxicity is by talking it out. And therapy can help do that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. When they designed it, they designed it to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist. And by the way, if you don't like your therapist, you can just switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. Help dot com slash drag race. I forgot to mention this before we played the clip. Make sure to pay attention. I'm gonna go back. Pay attention to something. I want you to hear something here. And I, and I, okay. I rejiggered it. I have a clip, an extra clip. But, but pay attention. This doesn't make any sense. What, what I'm gonna play for you. If you? Think, think about it. Like, actually listen. And it doesn't make any sense. And I think there's a. I have a theory. Here we go. Okay.
6: Sissy That Walk. It's a timeless tale of an innocent girl who sells her soul to become sissy. International supermodel of the world. You'll learn sissyography.
0: What does that have to do with the music video for Sissy That Walk? It had nothing to do with it. Okay, so I I think there's an editing mistake. Listen to this. I re-edited it. So this is the the whole thing, but now re-edit with that that piece moved where I think it should be. Okay? Okay.
6: For your final challenge, you'll be starring in the music video, Sissy That Walk.
0: That makes sense.
6: Uh You'll learn sissyography with world-renowned choreographer, Jamal Sims. You'll also be starring in two acting scenes, where you'll be improvising with RuPaul. It's a timeless tale of an innocent girl who sells her soul to become sissy, international supermodel of the world.
0: Doesn't that make more sense that way? I yes. think they put it in the wrong place. I think, I think we're still missing because RuPaul later in the show calls it sissyology or sissyography. No, no, the sissyography is what, what they're, what they're learning. Yeah, for the dancing. From, yeah, from the dancing. He calls it something else, and I think that was the name of the quote-unquote movie, okay. and I think they cut that out, and then they, they didn't put it in the right order. I think that was supposed to be after
1: the – the describing that they're going to be working with RuPaul. Yeah. It makes sense. I have a couple of thoughts about this. Um, is, that, is that the entire clip? Uh, It is. Okay. Why? Um, First of all, I loved – I love Guido – Style from back in the 80s. And Michelle Visage was particularly jersey this episode with the looks and the struggle to get down the stairs <laughs> without falling and breaking her hip. Yeah. But the earrings, the earrings that were the state of New Jersey, I loved those earrings so much. They were so gross and so I didn't baseball. even notice. Oh, yeah. No, as soon as I saw them, I was just like, I would wear the shit out of those if I was, if I look like Michelle Visage. Um, I wonder if, and I'm sure, I know that we have, um, we have drag listener, listeners that are also performers and also drag queens and stuff. So I would be curious if any of them, when she says at one point to sit down to a mother daughter lunch, if that is considered offensive in the drag community, if you have an actual drag mother, if that is looked at as where she, where RuPaul is kind of coming in and now they're all her children. They're all her girls. They're all her daughters. If that is, if at a situation like with Laganja and Alyssa being her drag mother, if that is considered offensive or not. That's just one of those I don't know if you know the answer to that but I don't know the answer but what I would I would guess the answer is
0: that RuPaul's almost seen like Mother Earth. So that makes sense she's okay. everyone's mom mama. You know what I'm saying and then when you go into the RuPaul's Drag Race family she becomes your mother as well because she's essentially giving you a new kind of life. And so it doesn't make Alyssa Edwards any less her drag mother cuz then Alyssa Edwards would say that RuPaul is her drag mother.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but not everybody's drag mother goes on Drag Race.
0: So. No, but what I'm saying is they they would make different arguments. I th- I don't think they would – I think there would be some weird almost like goddess type argument.
1: OK. So – and I have one other comment. It's, it's, it's immediately following the part that you – we didn't play and that's where she talks about the fact that one of them will go home and they all look shocked at that and Adore makes some comment about – well, th- th- we just figured we, the four of us were going to the finale because that's the way it's always been. It's not the way it's always been. Did they do that in season five? I don't think so because the, the last it was the last three that did the video with RuPaul as Judge Judy and all that. So the only thing that I could think of that was where they had a top four was All-Stars, but I don't think they would have seen All-Stars at that point. All-Stars 1, I mean. Yeah. So that was just No, they would have odd. seen All Stars One. All Stars One film. All Stars One aired between season four and season five, right? But you also figure they filmed All Stars Two and or they're filming All Stars Three and season ten, back to back, and it's always like a year out. I I don't know. It just was. It just seemed like a very odd statement. It's taken me twelve episodes, but this is the first one that I've actually taken notes. Oh really? You actually took notes on this one? <laughs> yes, I took notes. So. So I, th- those are just kind of the things about that first segment that were very okay. I don't get it. Um, I have one
0: more clip to play, and I don't think there's much to discuss after this, but I'll just play it. Immediately, the girls get to work with choreographer Jamal Sims. Courtney and Adore sail through the rehearsal. Meanwhile, Darian struggled, and Bianca deflected her weaknesses with humor.
2: Bianco, here, here we go. Just to let you know, I had a stroke in 1972. <laughs> you got this. You got all this. Right. Come on, with it. Five, six, seven, eight. Go. Uh-huh. Shit, <laughs> I can't. Uh, am I going down or you're am going, I? Look, you're going to start with your chest and then that rolls down your body. Let it, let it. Yeah. You see that? There you go. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> okay. right. Just, just keep going. Come but back keep me. I'm, but, I'm look, but look, you can't be smiling like this. It's that stroke. It's that shot. You like that? This. That's that's that the, like like your are
0: Okay, so here's what I have to say. about I originally put the dis- we did the discussion already of this, but I put it for right after this. But let me say this about uh, the Jamal Sims part: is I just love that uh, Michelle announces that Jamal will be choreographing this thing, mm-hmm. and they go, "Ooh, Jamal Sims! Jamal Sims! Jamal Sims is choreographing!" And then he walks in and they're like, "Ooh, damn, girl, are you fine?" I'm like, "Wait a minute! If you know who he is, why are you now shocked by what he looks like?" is jamal sims your type were you looking at and going like oh daddy
1: i actually wrote down is jamal cute i was going to ask you the same question that's so funny no he is not (laughs) he is not my type i i like a dancing lewis gossett jr yes okay i was i said in my head he is the uncle that shows up for the barbecues once a year like that's who he reminds me of yeah the family the family picnics he's the uncle that kind of sits in one of the the folding chairs with a lot of the other uncles and he makes he makes inappropriate jokes.
0: And he wears like the socks with like those like um, shower sandals.
1: Yeah. And he has on a button down short sleeve shirt and a tank top underneath yeah. to show his chest plate tattoo that he got in Nam. That's yeah, that's that is that is definitely who Jamal Sims is.
0: Anything else to say about the choreography or anything part of that? Because we're going to break down the show in a, in a different kind of way after this.
1: Um the one thing that I thought was the the weird this had a lot of weird edits to it mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later in particular during the uh deliberations and it was weird that they immediately follow up with where he is trying to support Darian with you are defeating yourself you've got this to we can't fuck this up with well, this is RuPaul's money <laughs> <laughs> like all within the course of like five seconds and it immediately shows her where her face, her face goes blank. And I'm sure it wasn't said one right after the other, but the way they did it, I thought was a very odd, you know, you got this, you got this, do not fuck this up. <laughs>
0: Now, we're going to do something very strange now, okay? No, we've done this before. Okay. It's not very strange. We do this all the time, actually. But we're going to break it down because we're in the final four by Queen and their storyline. we're gonna So we're going to do all of Adore Delano. We're going to do all of Bianca, Courtney, Darian. But what I want to do, why don't we do their looks when we do their story? So once we play all the clips, during the discussion, we'll also talk about their looks. Does that make okay. sense? Are their looks yeah. loaded?
1: Uh, uh, yeah, they're they're in the Google Drive. Let me go. I loaded all the looks a couple of weeks ago after you gave me shit on the air. Mm-hmm. I put them all in folders.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Must be nice to be able to do that in advance. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Okay. First up, Adore Delano opens up to RuPaul during her Tic Tac lunch. So, Adore, why should you get the crown?
7: This is my passion. It's my calling. I was raised right, so I would not let you down. So, Adore, you're really close to your mom. You talk about her all the time. Yeah. Like, my mom is all I need. She's like my mom, my dad, my grandparents. She's everything to me, so... What about your dad? I don't really have a relationship with him.
4: Do you want one? Why not?
7: There's a lot of things that he said to me when I was younger, when I was seven. He said that, like, he was basically embarrassed of me because I was feminine and I liked girl things. And it just really stuck with me that I think has a lot to do with my confidence. Like, a lot of my freak outs, a lot of my insecurities come from that. Yeah, a
4: bone in the place it was broken, after it heals, that becomes the strongest place on the bone, you know what I'm saying? So that broken place in you can be your spiritual resurrection because you're a fabulous kid and you've got lots of talent and he's really missing out. What's your mom's name?
7: Bonnie. Do
4: this for Bonnie she's the one rooting for you back home and you go out there and you don't let the saboteur get you off the track
1: RuPaul almost had the biggest boner during that moment that's not the one she had the big boner for we'll talk about that later
0: during her acting challenges Adore performed well here she is in a dramatic scene with Mr. Charles Adore I came all the way from Azusa to bring you home
4: where you belong
7: Belong? I don't belong to anybody in Azusa. I belong in the hearts of my fans. The boys love Sissy. The ladies love Sissy. Everybody loves me.
4: Goodbye.
7: I'm Sissy, damn it! Supermodel of the world!
0: On the main stage, Adore told RuPaul why Adore should be America's next drag superstar.
7: These girls up here are all stars, but I'm really sorry about it. I'm America's Next Drag Superstar. I feel like I'm relatable, I'm approachable, and with this title, I'll be very proud to carry on the legacy and teach all the little mermaids of the world. I just really, really want to make you proud. I'm already a winner, but the crown really would complete this whole look and everything. (laughs) And I love you guys, thank you.
0: Thank you, Adore. Okay, uh, all right.
7: Taylor the Latte
1: Boy, you said you had a lot of thoughts about Adore Delano. I, I think a lot of them are summed up in her speech in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, or at the end, rather. I'm sorry. I she, she is very personable in this one. She looks fierce in all of her looks, even though she has on that damn dress again—that damn tube top dress—in um, the in the photo shoot. The scene in particular where Courtney and Bianca are trying on outfits or they're pulling out outfits that they're going to wear for the runway and she's just kind of sitting watching the two of them and she's doing this like, oh, oh, that's so pretty. She's got – where she's kind of talking to them and she's also kind of talking to herself. It just – it's one of these where she had like, you know, this – aura about her that was just very vulnerable and she seemed very much like somebody you kind of wanted to look after like you wanted to take care of and she was it just it just it was it was such a nice sweet moment that wasn't about drama that wasn't about anybody screaming at each other it wasn't about her doing her whole you know I'm a fucking libra and all that kind of stuff it was just this moment that was really really nice to watch um the scene with RuPaul Hurt, mm-hmm. which I call her Tyra moments, because it's all about trying to get these queens to cry. That was oh, also not the acting it, scene. You're talking about the, no, not the acting. She's sitting with the Tic Tacs, the Tic Tac lunch, where it's all about just trying to get that last squeeze, that last tear out of that mm-hmm. out of that drag queen. Um, was very hard to watch too for for personal reasons i mean which i don't mind sharing but i had a similar situation with my dad when i was little so uh, that to me that kind of immediately i went to i went to that but also just watching her she was very vulnerable in that moment and it wasn't a it wasn't about i can't sew or i i'm worried i'm not going to bring it it was just this thing that clearly bothered her and clearly was a it was something that that has stayed with her since she was little taylor what's your mom's name I'm not going to say my mother's name on the air. Taylor's mama latte, mocha. <laughs> you do this
0: for mocha. She's the one that's making fun of me. I'm not making fun of you. Making fun of RuPaul. Okay. You do this Hi. for mocha. You know, all the way back in uh, Patterson, New Jersey. I mean, where does she live?
1: I do not Patterson, Patterson New Jersey is North Jersey. I am from South Jersey. South Jersey, born and raised.
0: Reminds me of, and uh, I know this makes no sense to you, but to anyone who does, a kid in college who hated his other kid, and he was like, um, he's from Fresno. I'm from Bakersfield. <laughs> I'm like, okay.
1: Probably-
0: what were your thoughts on Adora? You know the act, the acting challenge with RuPaul. I thought she was just channeling her
1: Anna Nicole Smith impression. It was, it was a little Anna Nicole Smith. It was Anna
0: Nicole Smith, uh, and you know Michelle gave her major prop. But there was this is the judging thing where everybody gets a compliment, and no one gets any negative uh, critiques. So Adore was amazing and telenovela and such a great actress. I thought it was. I didn't think it was that good. Um, in terms of the Tic Tac lunch, I feel. Cry once and you got me. But I feel like this is like the third week in a row that Adora was crying. And it seemed to me that she was now using it to. She. she I think she's very smart and very. She can read people very well. And she saw that like Rude Paul's eyes would light up and she would get his attention and sympathy. And I think she use that to her advantage because why is she crying so much
1: uh i respectfully disagree on that one i think i think the because you figure and if you watch it and this kind of goes back to that tower moment where she's like you know oh tell me about your mother your mother's really really gay what about your dad i mean like immediately like almost shocks a (laughs) door the way the way that she goes after that this one and particularly with darian when we get to darian that is is just kind of ew so i i think that the in particular this one the crying when she was talking about her dad she kind when she did the thing of where she said do you have a relationship with your dad and she didn't answer she just shook her head and immediately started to, to cry i i would hope that was genuine i would hope that was genuine
0: well she's but i i I, to me it makes sense why all the little tweens love adore this is she has the same emotions even though she's 23 in this um okay let's talk about her look you want to
1: describe it taylor her look uh her look is she is wearing a sequenced as they as they alluded to roxy andrews um little mini dress with that comes to some some almost some harlequin type points at the bottom big big sequins and she has on like fuchsia colored shoes she has on blonde hair with definitely some roots showing bright pink lipstick i thought she looked great i this is definitely this is a this is a look for me that shows the progression of where she was when she, she doesn't look sloppy here or she doesn't look unpolished and i would give her a toot here how about you you like those shoes with that dress yeah, because they're shiny and flashy, and so it goes with the dress in some ways. I don't think I like the color of the shoe with the dress, and I didn't even think about how much I hated
0: the wig till you pointed out I had the dark roots showing.
1: Yeah, because at one point she says, I thought you had a headband on because it was so dark.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll give it a toot for a door. I probably wouldn't really like this in real life, I'll be honest with you. But for a door, okay. it's a toot. All right. All right, moving on. Bianca Del Rio. She told RuPaul some jokes during her Tic Tac lunch. Hello. Hello. Come on in.
2: I feel like I'm at the Last Supper. <laughs>
4: well, here you are. Here top I four. I know. You're very astute. You're one of the better players we've had come through here. Where's
2: that come from? I've had some amazing people in my life that have taught me that, you know, that were like, queen, you don't need to wear that wig. You don't need to say that. And now I catch myself on countless occasions saying things to other queens and I'm like, I sound like the old one now, you know?
7: Now
4: the rest of the world will see that nicer side. Are you prepared for that? You've been filming this?
2: (laughs) There's tape in those cameras? Yeah. Oh, great. Coming into this competition, I had no intentions of mentoring any child. But it's been kind of refreshing in a weird, fucked up way.
0: During her scene with Mr. Charles, Bianca performed well.
2: I came all the way from New Orleans to bring you home. Don't you know who I am? I am Sissy! sissy s i all right maybe i don't know how to spell but i don't play scrabble because you know why i am supermodel of the world
4: if you can't love yourself girl how in the hell you gonna love somebody else huh.
2: oh now you writing poetry have a drink on me you bastard Finally, Bianca
0: explained to RuPaul why Bianca should be America's next drag superstar.
2: There's an old saying that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. For me, it wasn't going through the competition with an adolescent charm, going through it with a fabulous body and beauty, or going through it with great lip sync talents. I had dresses, I had hair, and a guard. I have built up this wall, and this experience has changed me. And I didn't expect it to be this magical or this inspiring, but it is. I went through it self-discovery, accepting that I'm not such a bad bitch. And I thank all of you personally from the bottom of my chilly little heart. Thank
0: you. Tana the Latte Boy, your thoughts on Bianca Del Rio?
1: It was... I, I thought the, the final speech was very rehearsed it, it it felt it did not feel while nice and while mature and while gracious it felt very much where she was in her hotel room at night practicing that speech that's just my thought on that i thought her scenes as sissy were some of the best um from an improv standpoint and the si well i never said i could spell was funny um it was, she, she, at this point, I think she kind of knew, at the very least, she, if she didn't know already know she had it, she knew she was in top three. That it really was kind of hers to lose at this point.
0: You know, it's so funny, until they, it comes up on this episode and she mentions it herself, I didn't realize how much of a wall there was between us and Bianca. And do we really know, like, do we really know Bianca at all? Like, I feel, for better or for worse, we feel like we know a door. You know, and I I get the sense that I know Darian as well. I don't get the sense that I know Courtney, but I feel like I do because I feel like you see what you get. I feel like she's kind of like, I don't mean a shallow person. I think she is a good person, but what I mean is like shallow. I don't think there's a lot of depth there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas Bianca, I feel there is a lot there, but she is just so guarded. And she talks about how she she let her guard down, but I don't think she really did. And I, I think
1: she skated by without having to show that. I think she let her guard down in that she helped other queens on the show. I think that that was her and that she had those moments. You know, I mean, you, you love to make fun of me because of the cincher thing, but th- that is something where that was a moment that I think she went into this thinking it was going to be just a constant fight all the time. And, you know, when you think about it in the beginning of the show, she was nothing, when she wasn't talking, her job was to stand in the back and roll her eyes. And she didn't – well, she did it with Courtney one time this episode. But for the most part, she kind of stopped doing that.
0: But don't you think – this just struck me right now – that many of the people who win this show are kind of ice queens that you never really get to know. And even though the ones who they are vulnerable and make themselves vulnerable become really famous, they don't win. So, like, let's go back. Sasha Valour. do you really feel that you know Sasha Valour? No. Do you feel that you know Bob? Or Violet, Jinx. Violet? No, Bob. Bob?
1: Yeah, I think I think Bob shared. I mean, Bob talked about his mom, and yeah, uh, I do feel okay. Jinx made herself very vulnerable. Jinx did, and I would say Alaska did too. But Sharon, Raja,
0: I don't care. Tyra,
1: I don't care about Tyra. Or Tyra barely knows she won. Um.
0: Yeah, I, I feel oh, like to so win, you say? can't be too vulnerable. Like, the ones that have made themselves very vulnerable, and you feel like you know them, like Katya, or even Ginger, or um, Chichi Devane, or uh, – I, I can go through a, a list of them. But where you feel – like, even Alexis Michelle. We really know
1: Alexis Michelle, but she's not going to win, you know? Uh, or, I would you say know, with, with Ben – Ben, for as much as they talked about her being a character, I think there was enough moments on that show behind the scenes and in Untucked where you do get what I felt like I knew Ben by the time that she left the show. I know that the judges didn't seem to be able to see it as far as saying she always kind of hid behind a costume. But as far as just. Growing up and having her mom die at an early age and then just all of the energy she puts into this character and that this is a passion for her, I I felt more so for her than maybe other people on their season. So
0: do you think maybe perhaps Bianca is projecting onto Ben when she talks about how she doesn't like Ben because Ben's
1: so fake, blah, 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 blah? Hmm. Maybe. I still don't know that whole story. I know that we've kind of talked about it in drips and drabs, but I don't know the whole Ben-Bianca saga. Okay. Which we could talk about at a different time, obviously.
0: Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it in a week.
1: Maybe in a week. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Uh, let's talk about Bianca's look. We want to talk about it, Taylor?
1: Yeah, Bianca's look. She was in a, another dress that was kind of the same silhouette. But Bianca is somebody that she's wearing – it's peacock blue. And I almost want to say some of the appliques are kind of peacock inspired, though I think there was more yellow and blue to them. Um, I like the dress. I it it kind of looks like just about most of the other dresses that she wears, but I think with the red hair, it's it's a very pretty look, and I gave this look a toot.
0: Yeah, once again, it's not anything new for Bianca, but she does look really good. Her hair is different, actually. It's not as severe as it usually is. Mm-hmm. And uh I think it looks fantastic. I give it a toot. Okay. All right, Courtney Act. During the Tic Tac lunch, Courtney seemed confused by the idea that she seems insincere. So $100,000, America's next drag superstar, why should
4: you get the crown? I can look good, I can sing good, I can dance good, and if there's somebody else who's better
5: than me, then they should win. But I truly feel that I have been my best, and I feel that I have been the best as well.
4: You've been criticized for resting on pretty and being diplomatic in a way that felt sort of canned. What about the emotional, uh, vulnerable side of Courtney Act?
5: I know it concerns me that it seems canned because I truly feel like I come from this place of objectivity and I feel like in the competition as well I'm in like work mode and I'm focused
4: on work. We can all stand for a little bit more humanity. Even if that humanity seems messy, and uh uncomfortable. I know that you have that vulnerability. I can see it in your eyes and I'm very proud of you. Give them
0: hell out there. I oh, well, thank you. During the acting scene with Mr. Charles, Courtney came off as weird. Now, you're not going to be able to see this cuz it's visual, but she has like weird shit tied in her hair and it's yeah. it's weird. She has, she's like she's going for a kooky look. Her yes. glasses are off like off kilter and I've come all the way from Sydney to bring you home.
5: I belong right here. I don't even sound Australian anymore. Everybody loves me here. The whole world loves Sissy.
4: I see now that Courtney's dead. So goodbye forever.
0: No.
7: I'm the supermodel of the world.
0: Finally, Courtney explained to RuPaul why Courtney should be America's next drag superstar.
5: Um, In Australia, I'm Australia's drag superstar. And I've had so many wonderful opportunities there to have a lot of good moments and a lot of bad moments and learn from all of that. And I sort of came to America as like a polished product. And I feel that I can take this and I can make the most out of it. You say this is the Olympics of drag and I want to take that Olympic torch And I want to keep running with it. And I want to be America's Next Drag Superstar. All
1: right, Taylor, your thoughts on Courtney Act. Well, One thing that we haven't talked about that is a common theme with the four interviews is the lighting on RuPaul is horrible. She looks, it is not good lighting for her, where you can pretty much see... The, where where the makeup ends and the actual skin tone begins with the wig, but that's I have I have it that on a note, um, Courtney, this I was really disappointed with Courtney's performances, uh, not only with the this one, but the where she was slapping back and forth.
0: Yeah, um, that one was bad too. Like for, for those of you listening who didn't watch the episode, there was a whole other acting, uh, scene with all the girls. I didn't pull because it's primarily visual. And in this one, they're like taking RuPaul's a photographer who's trying to like provoke them, and Courtney's is particularly
1: really atrocious. Do you get the references where those where the two scenes come from? One of them seems very dream Dreamgirlsy, but I don't know. No, God, it's mahogany. Oh, so because he because when he comes back with the outfit, he's supposed to look like Billy D. Williams. Oh, I, I and did I not think get that it. there is a. I think that there is one scene where he's trying to get – where a photographer is trying to get Diana Ross to – where he's making her do all these stupid things and she goes nuts and he starts taking pictures of her, which I think is played by uh, – who played Norman Bates? Uh, Tony Perkins. Oh, really? I haven't seen that movie since I was little. Again, <laughs> little gay boys watching Mahogany in nineteen seventy eight yeah. on HBO. But I remember some of those, some of that stuff. The the, the with the looking with the Jerry Curl mullet and everything. That the first time I watched this last week, I'm like, oh, that's what that's supposed to be. But he getting does. Back he he to does Courtney. love Diana Ross. Anyway, going back to Courtney. Yes, um, getting back to Courtney. Uh, I think that she. The, the the comments on you're too polished and you don't seem sincere. Considering that she has been the most blunt of uh, the the queens, good, bad or otherwise, this season, I, I don't get that. I mean, maybe that's just how she presents on the runway, but Courtney is somebody that I feel like we have gotten to know this season, and that I I'm. I, I I that whole thing of where you know we I, I don't see genuine. I'm too polished. I'm too pretty. I that to me it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. What about well, you? Well,
0: because I think it's it's easier to say I'm too polished. I'm too pretty. You can't say I'm boring. She's essentially boring. So
1: you think that was their way of saying you're boring without saying you're boring?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I literally during her when we were playing this, I was looking at my phone. Like she bores me. I have no interest. In. Oh,
1: and I was I was looking for I was looking for a pair of tweezers on my uh, on my desk. So that's really funny that you and I were both tuned out.
0: Yeah. Oh, actually, it was both tuned out. Can we, we finish that? Um, yeah. So let's move on to Darian Lake. Oh no, let's talk about her
1: look. Actually, I was going to say we have a look talked about her look. The looks for Courtney. Um, Courtney is the well. Okay, spoiler alert for Darian, but Courtney is the only one that got a boot from me. I do not like this. I don't think this dress is flattering. She looks like a boy in a dress. It is too boxy. There is no cinching of the waist. It makes her shoulders look wide. Her hair looks good. I don't, we talked about the fact that I don't like nude as a color for a dress. Um, and it's just, she, she looks kind of like a linebacker in this. So this, this look got a boot from me.
0: See, I don't really know if I really agree with you. I actually, I, I I'm going to give it a boot, but I just think it's
1: boring for her. I think she's given so much more interesting looks. Well, okay, and and you're kind, you're kind of saying what I'm saying. The problem with nude, as far as a color with dresses, is you have to do something to wow me because you you get washed out where you just all look like one color. So there needs to be something else that kind of zhuzhes it up but the problem is it's very easy when you're wearing nude and you try to zhuzh something up that you can go too far and then it goes to tacky Mm -hmm. this was just boring is a great word to describe this outfit it is boring so well it's like literally beige
0: yeah 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 uh okay darian lake during their tic-tac lunch darian told rupaul about a difficult coming out experience Darian, you're going to be famous. How are you going to deal with people saying
4: things? Mostly BS. You know, I can brush off what people say to me because
8: growing up, I've heard horrible things.
4: You were thrown out of the house as a kid, weren't you?
8: It wasn't pack your bags and leave. It was more like an invitation to leave. My mother said, you have a lot of nerve to stand there in in my house, on my dime, and live your lifestyle that I don't approve of. And she's like, you're a clown. People are going to laugh at you. And I think she still has that whole thing that queers are below any other person. There was a lot of years
4: of not loving myself. Loving yourself, it really takes a daily practice. I'm so proud of you. All right, sweetheart. Now get your ass back to work. You've got a crown to win.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Can we just talk about that for a minute first before we go to the other stuff? Sure. Can we please? Yeah, go ahead. That is the moment when she's when RuPaul says, "You were thrown out of the house, weren't you?" <laughs> you can actually watch her get an erection. You, the, she gets so excited, and they even for a split second go back to RuPaul, and she's got this creepy smile on her face. That is, I. You, Darian could have said she killed her family right after that and buried them all in the backyard. I would have heard it because I was so fixated on this whole, I'm going to get this bitch to cry. I want to get this bitch to cry so bad. She got her close. It's gross. Well, yeah, I know. Well, that's that's how that show is. I, I know. But towards the end with – I mean, and I know they've kind of moved now to the, what would little Joey say to, you know. But you know what? I'll tell you what.
0: I wish RuPaul was less – structured and what i mean is that i wish they would go back to the TikTok tic lunch or even the podcast kind of thing when they do that and have a real conversation with them and not a, like let's see what we can get in, in four minutes yeah you know like we're gonna spend five minutes talking you might try to make you cry in five minutes let's like have a real conversation and take the best of it it's gonna take you all day but just do it And you're gonna get great content. Rather than, I think if they did that, they would get good content, and it wouldn't seem so. I have five minutes to make you cry. Yeah, you know, and that's the sense I kind of got here with Tic Tac Lunch. It's gotten even worse, I think, with the what would Darian Lake say to Little Augustus Gloop?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're horrible. Okay, so thank you. Thank you for humoring me with that. But I've been waiting to talk about that scene since we started taping. Did it anger you? Yes. Yes, it did anger me. RuPaul is one of those people I love and hate RuPaul all at the same time. Because I get it it is the business of show. And I get that she is trying to make these queens look vulnerable in some ways. To show she's trying to break them down so that she can get credit for building them back up. I get that. Because as soon as she gets them to cry, she starts throwing out all of her new age psychobabble. And I say that as a licensed clinician. And it it pisses me off. It pisses me off because it's 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 not to genuinely help these girls. Mm-hmm. It comes off as tears equal ratings. And that I want the ratings. That's what it comes off as to me. But then there are times that she's very funny and there are times that she is very personable. But this whole the one on one pieces is not her strength to me. I'm sure we'll get letters on that. But that's that's my opinion.
0: During her scene with Mr. Charles, Darian started off weak, but ended strong.
8: This is where I belong. This is my home on the stage. On the covers of the magazines.
4: So goodbye, forever. Sissy Look what they've done to you, sissy
0: Come back
7: Would you
3: still have me? Come to me
0: Come on, mama Finally, Darian explained to RuPaul Why Darian should be America's next drag superstar I'm gonna give you More queen per pound
8: There's no comparing me to others adore sometimes you get a little rattled bianca i could teach you maybe a little thing about sensitivity courtney what a sexy dish but this dish needs a little salt you have seen my talents i will make everyone who's sitting there thinking that they're not good enough that if this old bitter queen can do it anybody can do it thank you
0: all right taylor uh, our last queen, Darian Lake. Your thoughts apart from we—we we got your thoughts on her tic tac lunch, but what about the
1: acting scene? What were your thoughts on that? The acting scene was my favorite one. The act—not the f- the first part of it was a little bland, but if you put the scenes together, it looks like somebody who is trying to be in control and has it for a moment, and then when. Billy D. Charles walks out of the room that's when she completely crumbles, mm-hmm. and the whole thing at the end where she goes, "Will you still have me?" <laughs> I mean I thought it was just it was it was a smart move- m- move- moment moment mm-hmm. and a smart thing to do, and that was my favorite of all of them. Um, I think her speech of the four might have been the reason that she didn't get. Picked for the top three. Oh, really? Why? I think I, th- I think it was already determined. But go ahead. Well, okay. But I mean, okay. Again, playing along like somebody who doesn't think about the manipulations. All and right, Donna kind of of Sugars. Because it seemed to have the least hum- humility and the least gratitude of the – four. Courtney was close. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like, you know, one thing that – you don't do in that moment where you're talking about appreciating the moment is you don't tear down the other three people, especially when you've supposedly had this like kumbaya experience with the four of you where you all just got done talking about it. How much you've enjoyed this experience and getting to know each other. When I first met you, I thought this. And when I first met you, I was scared of you and all that kind of stuff. To do something like that was was tacky. And I also think that she kind of falls into the ginger minge school of i'm going to try to make a comment about a big queen winning the show
7: Mm -hmm.
1: and while hers was a little more subtle than i remember ginger minge saying something in the lines of you never had a big queen never had a big girl win this it's time for a big girl i there was just something about it that it just didn't seem it seemed very darian the, the parts of darian that you don't necessarily like and when she says to Bianca, I could teach you some sensitivity, she said more bitchy things about people than anybody else this season.
0: That's, tr- I, that's a good point. I never thought about it. Um, I actually think – we talked about it before. I mean, I thought, look, if we break it down, her tic-tac lunch, she cried, so she gave A+. plus. Or she mm-hmm. teared up, I'll say. She teared up. She shared. Courtney what – what did we learn from Courtney? I'm comparing her to Courtney because clearly Adore and Bianca are going through the top three. Okay. So that yeah. third spot is up for grabs between Courtney and Darian. All right, who wins in the Tic Tac lunch, Darian or Courtney? Darian. Okay, in the acting one, who wins, Darian or Courtney? Darian. And then on the speech, though, that's a t- that's a tricky one, right? Uh I don't know. I mean, they're both. I, mean, I didn't like either one. Okay, so let's give it a tie. And then who wins on the looks? Let's talk about the looks. What did What did you think of Darian's look?
1: Uh, this still feels very off the rack to me, but I thought she looked beautiful. And I thought that for a final showing, I I love the color of the dress. That bluish purple, I am all about that. And I thought the red hair looked good. I thought her makeup looked great. It was it was enjoyable. Much more so than Courtney.
0: I think she looks great, actually. I mean, look, it, she's a big girl. She is only
1: going to be able to do off the rack, okay? Not necessarily. I I think you have – like Ginger Minge, I think, had some looks that were – if they were off the rack, they weren't mall off the rack. Because Ginger Minge talked about a couple of her looks that she spent a significant <laughs> amount of money on.
0: Yeah. Do we believe any of
1: that? All right.
0: Wasn't it like $20,000? Wasn't it some crazy one? Remember that? Was some no, kid? it was
1: something like $5,000. I don't think it was $20,000, but it was I, – I think that there have been some big girls – That have had some looks that weren't quite so you could get at the plus section at Dillard's. So,
0: all right. So then, who wins in the in the in so it it, clearly it should have been Darian that went through. Unless you're saying it it all depends
1: on that speech. And I thought of the two lip syncs. I thought that she was she was better because Courtney was still doing that weird jerky arm thing. And uh, uh, no, it 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 really should have been. No, we're also taking the dance into into consideration because she apparently had difficulty with the dance.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. She had difficulty so. with the dance, and she didn't look. And at the end of the day, didn't they, no, she makes it into the video, right?
1: Yes, all four of them in the video. Which okay, this is something else. We kind of have to go back towards the towards the beginning of thing, and this kind of goes to also the glitter ball thing. Why they would put her in a jumpsuit
3: mm-hmm.
1: makes. No sense to me because I get that the other ones all are having like kind of the bathing suit type outfits, but the jumpsuit just accentuates those legs. And then at one point, if you actually watch the video for Sissy That Walk, there is a side view of her where she is stomping on a treadmill that is really, really unflattering. And I I just can't imagine. I can't imagine I can't imagine that. That that's really kind of what it boils down to. Like I don't get that there are outfits. You know, I am friends with some larger women. I might podcast with a larger woman, and I've seen her in bathing suits that are very flattering, and as she says, hide a myriad of sins. That I think that she couldn't have stood out at, as much as she did compared to the other three and the little skimpy that all kind of looked like they were like almost like a girl group, and then you kind of have this bodysuit suit next and that doesn't ma- it, it, it just really it, it actually made me mad that they put her in that because I feel like they could have done more to help her to stand out in a more positive way than she did thank you
0: you know I did an acting scene with a famous person once
1: and everybody left the party and you were left alone in the bedroom watching TV
0: <laughs> do you want to hear it yeah, I'll only play a little part of it, and then we'll play the whole, I'll, put the, I'll tag the whole thing after, at the very end of the show, after, after all, like, the, our Instagram, that, the tag at the end. At the very uh-huh. end, I'll put the whole thing. But um, there's an intro, so I, I don't know how to skip the intro, but maybe I can.
3: The setting for this scene is a cheap southern hotel. You, Anne, are what polite society calls a lady of ill repute. You are very beautiful, however, and have attracted the attention of Logan, son of the governor of the state. Logan, played by Vincent Price, opens the scene as he pounds on the door of your room. Anne. Annie. Annie, you can open up this door. Logan, please, go away. You don't want me, and I don't want you. Come on, open up this door. No. in that case...
0: Look what you've... Done. i'll have it fixed and who'll pay for it your father as usual
3: yeah we'll take it out of the state budget once he used to in the governor's son if you can't enjoy some of the privileges
0: aren't you a little old to be dragging on your father's coattails why don't you do
3: something on your own for a change i am i'm learning to be the next governor of the state when my daddy steps down i'll step up it's all been laid out very carefully oh
0: yeah so i'll put the whole thing at the end my whole scene with vincent price What is that from? What? It's a scene I did with Vincent Price. (sighs) Okay. After all the questions and all the critiques, it came down to one final lip sync among all four girls. The song? Sissy That Walk. In the end, one girl had to go home. Though Darian seemingly impressed the judges in this week's competition, nonetheless, she was asked to sashay away, leaving the top three queens as Bianca, Adore, and Courtney. Darian Lake shared her... Oh, wait, I'm going to run out of time here. Hold on. We'll, we'll, we'll put this Let's Play for a while. But Darian Lake shared her thoughts on her time in the competition and then performed perhaps the best exit in the history of the show. You know, I'm leaving
8: here without the crown but not empty handed. I have seriously grown and I have made friends for a season, a reason or a lifetime. Thank you. And I will leave
0: like a true diva. Get out of my way.
1: (laughs) Taylor, any final thoughts on the episode? The critiques at the end, when they were trying to figure out who was going to be the top three Were clearly overdubbed, like really bad. I normally don't pick up on things like that. And Santino and Michelle, at various points, it was clear they had to go into a studio afterwards and redub their lines. Yeah, because it would be like, uh, you know, adore. I don't really like that dress
0: because it doesn't really fit you.
1: And and you're, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) what? She's shown a lot of versatility. Especially in her fashion choices. <laughs> but I think that it's really important that we get to a place where we know that she's going to be America's next drag superstar. Don't you agree, Michelle? I do agree. I particularly like it when she was in the Snatch Game activity. I mean, it's all stuff like that. I can really see the outline of your dick.
0: Shinary in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that kind of stuff. Uh... Any, cause I know you took notes. Did we miss anything? Did all your notes get covered from this episode?
1: We did not talk about how much I loved RuPaul's dress. Oh, and we also didn't talk about my tea about the lip sync. How- oh, yeah! Okay, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, but I loved RuPaul's look this this week. That, that houndstooth-type uh, pattern... But I am a big fan of bright, neon colors. I love neon pink, neon green, neon orange. They're three of my favorite colors. And especially when you mix, mix pink with blue, that bright neon blue. I loved, loved, loved her look this week.
0: They didn't film all four queens at the same time doing the music video. I had read that tea before, and so I looked up for it. And it's, it's Darian and Adore at the same time, and Bianca and Courtney. But you never see all four at the same time doing the lip sync. and if Well, you,
1: that makes sense because they'd all be banging into each
0: other. Yeah. So if you look at it, you're like – and it's funny because they kind of give it away because you'll see like Darian and Adore cross the stage at the same time or Bianca and Courtney. But you never yeah. see all four on the stage at the same time. So there was a part okay. where you said earlier where you, especially, you, you would look at Adore especially when all four were singing. But you never they were never all four singing.
1: But yes, but I still agree with you. I still agree with that, that your eye is drawn to a door. And that might explain if it was a door versus Darian, why Darian didn't. Because Bianca was kind of middle of the road. So then you sort of have two that are like, "Eh, they're, they're okay. Mm -hmm. I wonder how often, or not how often, how many times do you think that they ever lip sync for their lives? Do you think they lip sync more than once? For angles and stuff. I know they do two runway walks. I don't know if they do two lip syncs. Because if you had a situation... Well, of course, they also did that where she did the double elimination with Honey Mahogany and... Uh, no, it wasn't Honey uh, Mahogany. It was... Um, oh, maybe they got Honey no, Mahogany and Vivian Pinoy. Oh, Vivian Pinay. But they also did it
0: with Dax Exclamation Point and Layla
1: McQueen. Right, but they also did it with Honey because that was the first time that they did it was a double elimination. And, and I, so maybe that is something where she's seen enough, but I would almost think because Bianca and Courtney were just kind of meh. So if you have two of them that are like that, unless she already had it like said in her head and she gave Bianca an opportunity or she gave uh, Darian an opportunity to wow at the end, maybe, th- I don't know.
0: You just reminded me of something though. This, and this is what the segment is for. Anything we forgot. Remember when Adore got pissed because she said Darian copied her with the like, um, her pussy on fire and she like put and put out the flame or something yeah that's pretty an on the nose kind of thing to do i don't really think darian was copying some innovative move a door came up with
1: right do you no no it makes sense and when i'm on the treadmill at the gym Mm -hmm. and that song comes on i think about doing that same move myself (laughs) well because look here's the deal and the door should take that in
0: consideration with that jumpsuit on Darius' mm-hmm. pussy was probably literally on fire.
1: <laughs> when I wear the jumpsuit on the treadmill at the gym, I know my pussy's on fire. Yeah, that's a horrifying image. That's a horrifying mental image.
0: That does. I don't I know if it the- happens to thin people, but I know I, I have been going to the gym a lot. But for some reason, it hasn't happened. But where, like, when I go to, on the treadmill, success. You know, in consecutive sessions, mm-hmm. uh, I do get some sort of like underwear taint abrasive action going
1: uh it it hasn't happened uh lately i don't know why but i I do because you're getting thinner maybe there's not as much chub rub to rub maybe your chub
0: Well, that concludes this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Join us next week and every week as we dissect, discuss, and deconstruct each episode during this very special season of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself... Sashay awake. Sashay
1: awake. (laughs) Good lord. (laughs) Sashay away until next week.
0: paul's drag race recap is an afterthought media podcast to learn more about afterthought media visit afterthought.media to support us on patreon and to gain access to our other shows please visit us at patreon.com slash drag race recap for a small monthly fee you gain access to hours of bonus content weekly frequent live shows and access to our extensive back catalog to contact the show, email us at DragRaceRecap at gmail.com. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at dragrace recap, and follow the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash recap. You can find Taylor the Latte Boy on his other podcast called Pod Is My Copilot, available at PodIsMyCopilot.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. You can also follow Taylor on Twitter at P-I-M-C Taylor and on Instagram at P-I-M-C Taylor. Joe Batance is the host of many other podcasts, and you can find those podcasts at Afterthought.media or at Patreon.com slash Drag Race Recap. You can follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz, that's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. This episode was recorded in the summer or fall of 2017 and originally released on Patreon.
3: The setting for this scene is a cheap southern hotel. You, Anne, are what polite society calls a lady of ill repute. You are very beautiful, however and have attracted the attention of Logan, son of the governor of the state. Logan, played by Vincent Price, opens the scene as he pounds on the door of your room. Ann. Annie. Annie, you can open up this door. Logan, please, go away. You don't want me, and I don't want you. Come on, open up this door. No. in that case... My father's an important man in this community. If you don't respect my word, the least you could do is respect my father's. what he says goes around here, and the sooner you learn that, the better. Look what you've done! I'll have it fixed.
0: And who'll pay for it? Your father, as
3: usual? Yeah, we'll take it out of the state budget. Once he used to be in the governor's son, if you can't enjoy some of the privileges.
0: Aren't you a little old to be dragging on your father's
3: coattails? Why don't you do something on your own for a change? I am. I'm learning to be the next governor of the state. When my daddy steps down, I'll step up. It's all been laid out very carefully. Oh,
0: yeah? Suppose they find out how you'd been running after me. Do you suppose they'll still want you in their governor's mansion? Do you think the Lollard name is big enough to cover up
3: your sleeping with a... Don't say that. I never liked... What would your voters think then? They'd be proud of me for having such exquisite taste in women. But, Ann, honey, you forget I haven't had the pleasure... Yeah.
0: Keep your hands off me.
3: Oh, now, honey. I
0: said keep your hands off. Well,
3: little hellcat, aren't you? (laughs) Let's see how sharp those claws really are.
0: I'll show you how sharp they are. Stay away.
3: Very well, Annie. Why do we stand here fooling each other? You know as well as I do what I'm here for.
0: Do I?
3: Yeah, you do. You've been hiding him here for over a week now. Where is he? What does that lead to?
0: The bathroom. If you think he's in there, why don't you look? Satisfy yourself.
3: Hmm. Well? Stalling, weren't you? I hope so. Giving him time to get away. Think you're smart, don't you? Well, Annie, darling, may it please you to know that I also think you're smart. Thank you. Too smart. This time you've outsmarted yourself. The vigilantes all around this hotel. We'll get him, and when we do, we'll string him up. Well, goodbye, little lady. Wait. Yeah.
0: You once said you wanted me.
3: Yeah, I vaguely recollect once I did say something like that. Do you still? And if I do, a trade. Never in this world.
0: A trade. Him for me. My life for his life.
3: <laughs> Your life. <laughs>
0: It's the same thing.
3: (laughs) Annie, honey, you flatter me no end. When? Tonight. Not enough. What are your terms? Tonight and every night. Whenever I want you. In other words, forever. Forever? Forever. Is it a deal? It's a deal. Now you're talking. You know, he's a lucky man, that friend of yours.
0: Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race.